0: Today in our Gospel, Jesus appoints Peter to be the leader of the apostles. This is really important. It's really important because without order and without hierarchy, all things die. So if Jesus wants his church to survive him, because he's going to die, rise from the dead, and ascend into heaven, and no longer be with them, then he's going to have to create order and hierarchy within that order, which means authority and power to these twelve apostles. Unless he wants his movement to just die within the lifetime of these apostles. But if he wants it to live on, it's got to have authority. It's got to have order. Alright. Order or authority and power begin with God in heaven. So God exists for all eternity before he's ever created anything. And he lives in infinite power. Infinite power. Nothing escapes his power. And then he begins to create creates light, he creates the heavens, the universe with billion galaxies or more than a billion galaxies. And then think of all the stars and all the planets within the billion galaxies. Galaxies, I'm not talking solar systems. Solar systems within the galaxies would be many, many billions. All with perfect mathematical precision. Order. God is really big on order. Without it The the galaxies and the planets and stars would be colliding into each other and they would be going off into their own orbits and it would be the never-ending consequences of an explosion. But with God, he creates all things from an explosion and then creates perfect order from it. Only God could do that. Within that order, though, has to be some kind of hierarchy of rules, of laws, etc., in the universe, there's a hierarchy of gravity and light and time and how that all works, etc. And the same holds true within his creatures. He creates the angels of heaven, and the angels have hierarchy. The nine choirs of angels, the seraphim, cherubim, principalities, thrones, etc. And even within those, there seems to be some kind of hierarchy. Why is only Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael mentioned, the three, three angels in the Bible mentioned by name, when we know that there are billions upon billions of angels? Actually, there's a fourth, Lucifer, who fell. Within all of this, there is this order, there's this hierarchy, and within the hierarchy, there has to be authority, there has to be power given to different people at different stages of the order in order for it to work. And the same holds true as he creates on Earth. God creates all the creatures of the world, and the creatures are all within some kind of an order and relationship to one another. Ultimately, resulting in apex predators—orca[s] in the ocean, or sharks in the ocean—and on land there would be lions and wolf packs and whatnot. At the very top, beginning all the way back to to microscopic organisms that you know, eat on something else, and something bigger than that eats them, and something bigger than that eats them, etc., all the way up to the ultimate apex predator. Well, the ultimate authority on earth, outside of God and the angels in the unseen world, in the seen material world, is the human race. When God creates Adam and Eve, he gives Adam this power to name all of the creatures of the earth. What he's done is he's given Adam authority And with that authority, responsibility for everything in the Garden of Eden. And so Adam proceeds to name all of the creatures in the Garden of Eden. God says, name them. And so giraffes and rhinoceroses and zebras and whatever, And he just starts naming. Whether they were the right name to give them or not, that's another question. But he just starts naming all the animals. And just like parents naming their baby, it's like you're taking ownership of the baby. And the baby understands who will protect it and provide for it same thing. And even within that first marriage between Adam and Eve, there was this authority that God had given to Adam to be the head of his household, to protect his wife Eve, to provide for Eve, to protect and provide for their offspring. And then the enemy came. And the question is, where was Adam when the enemy came for his wife? How come he left Eden alone with the serpent? He failed. He failed. Before she even fell, he had already fallen because he wasn't there with her to protect her from the enemy. And then they both fell. Then they both fell. And now they had to leave Eden in perfection. But being a good husband, he grabs his wife's hand and together they will leave Eden. Eden and they will live from the dirt of the earth until they die. We know that Adam made it to heaven somewhere in the Old Testament. In one of the Psalms, it refers to Adam as the righteous in heaven. He and Eve made it to heaven. They made it to heaven. And I also, in a long tradition of the church, the church holds that Adam and Eve never sinned again. Their only sin ever was Adam not protecting his wife. His wife eating the fruit and then betraying her husband who had betrayed him for lack of protection. And then they left Eden and no more sins. For them it was pure communion with God in whatever way they could understand it or try to live with it. Without any of the Ten Commandments. They didn't have the Ten Commandments. Moses hadn't come yet. They didn't have the Bible. They didn't have the sacraments. They didn't have baptism. Nothing other than their heartfelt desire to be in communion with God. And to live out the laws of nature that God had put before them and put within them. And how important it is to live that out. How important it is for all of us to own the authority that God has given us in our state and life, in our position within whatever order or hierarchy that we live in, and to own that responsibility. It's super, super important. And by the way, there's order in hell, too. Lucifer reigns as the number one fallen angel. But he doesn't exercise his authority to protect and provide for the other fallen angels or the people in hell. But he uses his authority and the power that comes with it to abuse them and to hurt them. And that is not at all what God means by giving us authority. All right. Here's an authority that God gives to us. He's given husbands... Authority to protect and provide for their wives and their children. And husbands need to own it. It's super important. And at their death, husbands will be called to account for how they did that. Did they do that or did they not? And where husbands and fathers don't lead and don't exercise the authority that God has given them, then chaos ensues. Chaos in their marriage and chaos in their family for lack of the exercise of the authority given. And then the wife or mother has to try to assume it. And that's not in the order that God has given us, although sometimes it's necessary. And the same holds true in society, in schools. You've got principals, teachers, students. There's a hierarchy with authorities there. Same holds in government, from presidents to governors to your local mayors and city council members, etc holds true certainly in the church between the pope and the bishops and the priests. And so this is what I want our takeaway to be. I want our takeaway to be this, that God has given every one of us some kind of authority, some kind of position, and to exercise it the way God wants you to exercise it. Not for power, not for self gain but for what it's supposed to be for others. Adam's authority isn't for him, it's for Eve, it's for the children, it's for all of Eden. It's not for Adam that God has given him authority and the power that goes with him. Whatever authority God has given to you, accept that authority with humility. And accept it, because many of us don't want to accept it when it looks like it's going to be hard. But accept it, accept it. And by the grace of God, God will give you the grace needed to fulfill it. The other is, be a good follower, be a good disciple. There's only, of the 12 apostles, only one who is going to be the leader, the Pope. Greek word, leader. There's nothing special about the word Pope. It just means leader. John and James and and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and all of them could have decided to, to rebel against Peter, try to undermine him, gossip about him, backstab him, try to do whatever so that maybe one day, in their hope, they could take power themselves. But that would have been evil. Their job was to help Peter. Help Peter. Help Peter in whatever way they could, in their words, in their deeds, in their prayer, and in their penances, to help Peter be... The leader that God had appointed him to be. The other 11 apostles would get their chance to be leaders in their own rights, other than Judas, who kills himself, and James, who remains in Jerusalem as their first bishop. All of them will exercise authority as bishops, evangelizing people, bringing together communities of the faithful, parishes and missions, if you will, and dioceses. And they will all need the support and the help of the people under them in their line of order and hierarchy. And if they don't have it, they can't fulfill their role. If Eve rebels against Adam, he can't can't do his job. If the creatures in Eden rebel against him, he can't protect them or provide for them. They all need to be in there for him as he is there for them. So recognize that. Recognize the authority that God has given you and accept it. Accept it. Not as an exercise of power over others or for self-advancement, but for the good of others. Accept it. Humble yourself to it. The other is to help those for whom authority has been given. Even if you don't think that they're competent enough to do it or that they're virtuous enough to do it, They have it. They have it. And now they need your prayers and your penances, your words and your deeds to help them to exercise that authority. And I want to finish with this. The authority that Christ has given to his priests. The authority that he gave Peter was authority that would pass from that office to the end of the world, to the end of time. The Satan and all of his legions and his billions of fallen angels could not prevail ultimately against the power that God would give to the papacy. Or, yeah, 260-something popes, a lot of them have been saints, and a bunch of them have been really bad popes too, really bad. Remember that Peter is not Jesus on earth, Peter, or the pope is not Peter on earth, the pope is Peter on earth. And Peter would go on to say, I don't even know who Jesus is. I'm not one of his followers. That was Peter in his first act of leadership, utterly failing. That we need to pray for and to do penance for popes and bishops and pastors and priests. And I ask you if you do, some of you do. I know that some of you pray at least for priests and others but to do prayer and penances for them, especially the ones that you think aren't doing a good job. And that also goes for people in civil authority. When was the last time, and this is hard, isn't it? This is hard. When was the last time you prayed or did penance for Joe Biden or Vladimir Putin or Xi Jinping, the most powerful men on earth? with nuclear arsenals to end the world. When did you ever pray for them or do penance for them? If you don't think that Satan is on their back, Satan is. Satan's whispering in their ears all the time. So you do what you can to protect them. And what we can do is prayer and penances. There's a great fascination with power ask a 20-year-old, "Would you be president of the United States? And the 20-year-old would say, well, yeah, sure, although it's not going to happen. Well, presto, it's your magic day. You're president of the United States now for the next four years. Almost every 20-year-old would accept it. they go, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Sure, yeah. But if you were to say to the 20-year-old, would you be a surgeon? Would you go into that operating room and cut open that person and start, oh, heavens, no, no. But when it comes to power, we all think we can do it. Even people who clearly can't do it think they can do it because the thirst for power is so real but this earth is passing away we're all passing away and the real power is to get to heaven that's the real power is for Adam to get everyone in Eden to heaven so priests so priests this is a power for some reason that nobody wants to own nobody wants that power I say that because in Clark County, in Clark County, there are seven parishes and seven priests who are in assigned ministry. And of the seven, five were born and raised in other countries. If it wasn't for the immigration into this country as an immigrant nation, there would only be two priests in ministry in Clark County. We'd simply have to close six of the seven parishes, and the two priests consolidate to the one parish. Because you're not owning it. No one's going to own it. I'm 53. I'm the youngest of the two assigned priests. Priests have the power, the authority that God has given them to remove mortal sin. And after baptism, it's the only way to do it. And for a lot of people, you can't get into heaven without those mortal sins being removed. So pray for priests. Pray for them. Do penance for them. Pray for their holiness. And pray and do penance that other young men would accept that offer. That offer for the authority and power and responsibility that comes with it. Because salvation depends on it. And priests are the only ones who can exercise a person of the power of the enemy. As power over demons. But no one wants to take that power. We desperately need it. We desperately need it. So you be good disciples and good followers of the church of Jesus Christ. And you do prayer and you do penance for those that are in authority. Especially the bad ones. For those in authority. You do prayer and penance for them. And more people will go to heaven. More people will go to heaven. And more people in this life will be liberated from the power of the enemy. And all of us do prayer and penance for world leaders and local leaders, etc. Whether we want them to be in that position of authority or not, they are. And the enemy is working on them. And we need to pray for them and do penance for them. And lastly, husbands and fathers, own it. Own the responsibility that's been given to you. The power that's been given to you. Your Eve and your children and your order depend upon.